Monday, November 18th, 2019. This is episode 348. Hey, I finished. It almost sounded like a professional. How's it going? I'm glad that you're here. Wow, 348 episodes. Holy moly, donut shop. Got a lot of them, don't I? I thought about maybe at episode 350 changing and uh, starting season two, but I was like, I've already two seasons, two years into podcasting. I don't think I'm going to, I think I'll just keep, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what tomorrow will bring? Right now, though, it's 33 degrees Fahrenheit here in the fine city of Oswego, New York, right on the lake shores of Lake Ontario. Feels like 25. Highs are going to be about 41 degrees Fahrenheit. I'll take it instead of snow. Snow is in the forecast. Obviously, it's Tis the season. It's November 18th. I live over on the East Coast. Part of life here. Wind uh, east, southeast, 10 miles per hour. So it feels it feels okay right now. Doesn't feel too bad. Able to get the plastic up on my back porch. My wife helped me out with that. And last year, uh, if you follow the show, you know I figured out how I just took saran wrap from like the dollar store and wrapped my porch in the back and... Uh, cost me like what 10 bucks in plastic roll so yeah worked out pretty good worked out good for me so we're getting buckled or buckled buckled down batting down the hatches for winter i guess we got a good show for you i'm glad that you're here thank you for joining me on this monday morning and uh we'll be right back stick around hey welcome we are back yeah, finally. Okay, here's a quote I found this morning for us that I wanted to share. This is from Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln, he just said some really great things. He was such a great leader, a very important part of American history. And uh, this is what he said. The best way to predict the future is to create it. The best way to predict the future is to create it. Abraham Lincoln. Wow. That's true. You know, you guess you make your own future it's it, it's amazing to me when i think about when i when i read that i instantly thought about predictions and uh some of our great thinkers in our world before who had some amazing predictions and my instant thought was nostradamus i mean we've all well maybe you haven't heard of him but google nostradamus and he's just i mean he predicted so many things that came true from the Great Fire of London in 1666 to the death of King Henry to the reign of Hitler. This guy was amazing. He kind of he believed though history repeated itself, and so he just kind of would uh, make assumptions. But man, his assumptions were spot on. I think somebody else that's really has gained more notoriety throughout the years because of the advent of the internet. And so we could have all this information right to us. And that's Nikola Tesla. He was amazing, amazing, amazing person. And you know, one of his predictions was Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. He's an electrical engineer inventor and one of the greatest minds of all times. He predicted Wi-Fi over 60 years before its creation. He spoke to the New York times and he, he said, quote, it will be soon excuse me, quote, it will soon be possible to transmit wireless messages all over the world so simply that any individual can carry and operate his own apparatus. 
So not only did he predict Wi-Fi, he predicted cell phones. I mean, you can carry around your own apparatus and everybody can do it. And he predicted that. Man, Nikola Tesla, just amazing, amazing person. I think that it's just fascinating to me that some of these people too that were so important in our history were some you hear stories or you read articles that were they were like uh strange too you know they were strange people as well so keep being strange if you're strange out there <laughs> it worked for nikola tesla and nostradamus all right let's um let's do what we normally do let's let's learn some things i love this new site that i found uh on thefactsite.com and we'll root over to the fact site when we come back. I'll be right back. Get yourself something to drink. Clean up on aisle one. Is, is that what that sound was? Okay, we are over to the facts. I amuse myself, don't I? Okay, thefactsite.com. And this, I love beef. Okay, I am a meat eater. I love meat. And uh, I love cows, though, too, in the sense that I think they're just an awesome animal. I grew up out here in the country in upstate New York, and I have family members growing up that had dairy farms. And so I spent a lot of time on farms and love farm animals, love animals, period. I just really do. And uh, I, it's hard for me to not eat meat, though. I just, it's something I always have done. I plan on still doing it and everything. but And then I read an article like this. And then it makes me think about how um, we're working on like how big, uh, I almost said Big Mac. <laughs> I did say Big Mac. How like Burger King, excuse me, how Burger King has like their new Impossible Whopper, which is a meatless burger and it's plant-based and it tastes similar to beef. I had one. I tried one. It's not beef. It definitely doesn't taste, but it's, it's good. It still was, it was edible. And I thought to myself, as I, I ate it, you know, is this going to be the future? Are we going to eventually be eating stuff like this and uh, not eating cows anymore? And one of the interesting reasons why we shouldn't eat cows, not to mention just because of the slaughter of animals, how terrible that is, but this factsite.com is how beef is worse for the environment than cars. And I'm sure you've all heard this before. Maybe you haven't heard it, but we've heard about the greenhouse gases and how cars or cows give off so much. This article is really interesting and I wanted to share it with you. I'm going to do my best to uh, try to not butcher it. So the article starts off with how beef is worse for the environment than cars. It's easy to think the environmental comparison between cars and hamburgers may be silly. When you drive a car, you can easily see the gas fumes drifting up into the sky firsthand. However, a beef barbecue on a hot summer day has even greater impact than you are probably aware of. Let's take a look at why there's such a large disparity between beef and Bentleys. It goes on to say, cow farts are toxic. Yeah. While the negative effects of beef are from the production in its entirety, even just their farts are deadly. According to the United Nations, the combination between cow burps and farts 
account for at least 4% of all greenhouse gas emissions. Science tells us that methane, which in, is in cow burps and farts, is better at trapping heat in the atmosphere than CO2. So while cars may be emitting more CO2 by volume, methane is 23 times more potent, which means cows end up causing more harm. And I love you cows. I'm not, you're not, it's not your fault. Um, to put it into perspective, cows produce the equivalent damage to the environment as four tons of CO2. And grains versus grass. Part of the problem is what the cows need to eat and how they process it. When cattle are being farmed for beef production, the goal is to get as much meat from the cows fast as possible. Cows are typically fed grain instead of grass in order, in order to speed up production. However, their body's slow digestive system is designed to digest grass, not grains. The grains that is fed to the cow is just another problem. The feed for cows needs huge amounts of nitrogen fertilizer, nitrogen which requires a lot of fossil fuels to produce. This impact is indirect, but it's there. So, buying grass-fed beef means their methane gas farts are less potent and less nitrogen is needed, although even then it's still worse for Mother Nature over any other meat product. Wow. It's just, I don't know, this stuff's fascinating to me. Hopefully it's not boring you. After the meat is ready from the farm, it then needs to go from the slaughterhouse to the processing center, then finally to your grocery store. Being transported multiple times means the toxic effects from an 18-wheeler are going into the air multiple times. The carbon dioxide that is released into the atmosphere per each pound of beef is more than burning one gallon of gasoline. Overall, the production of just one burger releases the equivalent amount of greenhouse gas as driving almost 200 miles. So one burger, that's crazy to me. You know, I, I'm like, wow, I'm part of the problem, but I love beef. I can't, I can't help it. Beef production is more harmful than any other meat. Tasty as it is, compared to any other animals, red meat needs 28 times more land to yield than pork or chicken. The first obvious reason is that cows are generally bigger, but they are but there are more indirect side effects than just that. Plants and greenery and and incredibly helpful when it comes to helping the earth in terms to converting CO2 into oxygen. But just another problem to add to the endless list is the fact that cattle ranching is a major fact of deforestation around the globe as well. It was determined, oh my God, wait to hear this. It was determined that a whopping 80% 80% of deforestation in the Amazon was due to cattle ranching. Additionally, overgrazing is turning one-fifth of all pastures and ranges into deserts. At a time when we need oxygen more than ever, swapping it out for methane is no good. Man, it's kind of disparaging, you know. Also, it goes on to say rain is not always a good thing. Rain. One little-known fact about beef is that they are responsible for two-thirds 
of the ammonia that is discharged into the atmosphere, two-thirds. Cow manure and urine release ammonia into the air. Due to the fact that thousands of cows are kept together in farms, this results in highly concentrated ammonia gas and therefore results in acid rain. And when we think of acid rain, you know, our minds go into that dramatic scene of rain falling from the sky and burning our skin. And who knows, it could come to that someday in my mind. Imagine that where all of a sudden there's like rain warnings where it's like you can't go outside because you will literally get burnt by the rain. Oh, my gosh. How terrible. I'm not trying to despair you on this Monday. And I love cows and I love farmers. I just thought I'd share this with you. Okay, so it's not burning our skins or anything yet. But, however, it does typically only cause harm to plants, animals, soil. So we don't hear about it as often because the results are not as directly seen. But still, cows play a majority part in this problem that shouldn't be ignored. How does this compare to cars? By volume, cars emit more CO2 than cows emit methane. But, as we said before, methane is more powerful at trapping heat which is the source of global warming. So while cars may produce more CO2 by volume than methane, it's the methane that is even more problematic. For some perspective, let's compare the average amount of methane produced by cows to the equivalent amount of CO2. On a yearly basis, cattle and buffalo produce the CO2 equivalent of 2 billion tons of CO2 per year. On the other hand, the average car produces only 2.7 tons annually. And car emissions are down, and beef emissions are up right now, actually. Thanks to the effort of people like Elon Musk, we talked about Tesla earlier, he made the Tesla, people are steering more towards driving electric cars or more gas-efficient vehicles as opposed to gas guzzlers. By contrast, global poverty is becoming less and less, which is great, obviously, but as people earn more money, they are also able to purchase more meat, including beef. So yeah, it's like that whole trickle-down effect and everything. But obviously, don't blame the cows, you know? Well, cows are the cause of many problems. It's not their fault. Cows are so cute anyways. By no means do cows need to go extinct in order to save the earth. No. But ranching and overbreeding done by us humans needs to be reduced greatly. It really does. If they had been left alone to naturally live, the overpopulation wouldn't be an issue, you know? But cows, you know, they're domesticated, so. The, com the combined efforts of cow feed, cow farts, transportation, and deforestation are all problems that need to be addressed. They really do. And while it's ideal for everyone to switch to non-meat diet, that's not always reasonable. It really isn't. So at the very least... Cutting down your beef intake to more to no more than once a week, or not even at all, will be helpful for the earth and thus beneficial for humans as a whole. So the next time you're opting for a hamburger barbecue, perhaps you'll consider swapping over to chicken or pork. You know, save the cows. I love cows, anyways. But I thought that was kind of interesting. Hopefully that didn't bore you, and uh, I was able to get through that okay. I think. All right, stick around. When we come back, we'll dive into some more stuff. I'll be right back. Butterfly, 
Welcome back, welcome back. Thanks for joining me. I'm glad that you're back. Okay, we are over to the History Channel's website, and I want to find out what happened on this day of history. In case I haven't overloaded you enough with information about cow farts and other things like that, let's learn what happened on this day of history, though. On November 18th, 1978, mass suicide at Jonestown. Yeah, the People's Temple founder, Jim Jones, leads hundreds of his followers in a mass murder-suicide. Wow, Jonestown, 1978. I was only eight years old, but I, I do remember about that once I got a little bit older. And the images, just terrible from the helicopter and just bodies just everywhere. People were drinking the Kool-Aid. Terrible. That's where I think a lot of times that term where people are like, oh, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Man, how sad. Just children and everything. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Sometimes this day of histories are so depressing. History can be depressing, but it's always good to learn about it. It really is. Here's one. 1991, Terry Waite is released after four years kidnapping in Lebanon. Wow. I don't even remember that. Hmm. 1966 in sports, L.A. Dodgers ace pitcher Sandy Koufax retires. 1883, and here's something for the 19th century, railroads create the first time zones. Time zone, time zones anyways blow me away. I don't understand. It's, it's a simple concept, but for me, it just blows me away. When just a simple example, when I talk to my mother who lives in Arizona, there's sometimes it's a two hours difference and then there's sometimes it's a three hours difference and it's just weird to me. And then other times, like in Australia or other places, it's a, the next day. I don't know. It just, it blows my mind works too weird anyways. And so when I think about time zones, it just really, it just shows you that time is not real. Time is made up. Time is not a real thing. It is just made up by man. Crazy. Crazy. I know we need it, but it's just all made up. Ooh, this one was sad. I remember this. In 1999, 12 died in a bonfire at the Texas AMU University. They'd have these big, huge, huge uh, rallies. And they would always, you know, put this as their self-proclaimed the world's largest bonfire that they would have. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Just kids. Speaking of kids, when I watch NFL, I feel so old. The kids the other day, the Buffalo Bills won another one. I'm so happy to see the Buffalo Bills win. And Josh Allen, their quarterback, he just looks like such a kid. I'll say to my wife when we're watching, I'm like, oh, man, look at the kids. They're doing so good. And, uh, yeah, go Bills, man. Buffalo Bills looking pretty good. The best they've started out, best season they've started since the early 90s. All right, here's, um, here's another one. 1987, Congress issues final report on the IAM. Iran-Contra scandal. I remember that. Definitely. Ooh, we heard about Lincoln earlier. His quote, the best way to predict the future is to create it. Here's one. 1863, a couple years into the American Civil War, Lincoln, Lincoln travels to Gettysburg. The address Lincoln gave became one of the most memorable and most historic of all time. Here's one we talked about Hitler earlier, about how Notre Dame predicted Hitler. 
1940, Hitler's furious over Italians' debacle in Greece. Good. Be mad, Hitler. You suck. And then uh, 1916, World War I, the Battle of Somme ends. Did I bore you with history stuff today? I hope not. I hope not. Hey, let's open up the phone lines. Got a couple phone. Oh, I got one phone call from you guys. I love to hear from you. We'll be right back. We live, we live, we live on a planet, on a planet, on a planet, oh yeah. We live on a planet, on anchor.fm, we live on a planet. Anchor.fm forward slash W-L-O-A-P Thanks, Patrick. Welcome back. Thank you, Condensation, my friend. Condensation from Australia giving us the silky sounds of just awesome. Thanks for that little, like, groovy commercial and, uh, yeah, Trudy's right. You can reach me at WLOAP.com. Easy, simple. Head on over there. Hit that little phone button and leave me a call. I would love to hear from you. Yeah. You used to. Give me a buzz. <laughs> my, my producer. Give me a buzz. I would love to hear from you. As always, too, if uh, you don't want your call heard or anything, just let me know. Just if you're leaving me a voice message through Anchor, you can just tell me it's private. Or if you're leaving one through my phone, just let me know. I'd love to hear from where you're listening from. And it's speaking of where people are listening from, I got my um, analytics or whatever it is the other day from uh, Apple, Apple Podcast. And We Live on a Planet was ranked number 27 in the personal journal section in South Africa just recently. That was pretty neat. We were we live on a planet was actually ranked number one in the personal journal section in Cambodia as well. So not too long ago we were in Mali, which was West Africa, and West Africa was listening to us and we were ranked about twenty-three on the personal journal. So now South Africa is listening to uh We Live on a Planet. So where are you listening from? I'm so curious. Give me a buzz. Would love to find out. I hope you have an awesome week. And um, I look forward to talking to you again, my friends. Have a great one. Talk to you real soon. Thanks for coming on over and learning with me today. Help me with my thought process. And we got some wrinkles on our brains. Thanks again. Talk to you. Peace.